before we started the sermon series on living through the seasons. In the first week, we talked about your next season. And we gave five different signs that God is transitioning us from one season to the next season. In the second week, we talked about living through winter. Third week, we talked about living through spring. Fourth week, we talked about living through summer. And we said, in fact, last week, we talked about summer, and we said, summer is a season of growth and expansion. Growth is inevitable during summer. If Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor of God and favor of men, we must grow. And the question that we asked, the challenge that we left in front of us was what are the steps that we are taking towards our growth? Secondly, we spoke about weeds and pests thrive during summer. Weeds are certainly a threat for growth. Weeds could be wrong thoughts and wrong ideas, the negativity, the insecurity, fear, and such a feeling that you may be going through in your life. And you know what? They are going to affect your growth. And this morning, God wants me to remind you that God wants to speak to you today. God wants to install, install something fresh in your heart today. And God wants you to be awake and follow as the Lord opens them, your eyes today. And we said, what are those weeds and pests that we are, we are affected with in our lives with? Especially our growth. And finally, we said extreme heat is a threat during summer. Extreme heat not only stops growth, but it also destroys what was grown years after year. We all know that you know, during the summer, because of the heat, there are wildfires, and they destroy the trees that have grown 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, 100 years, even much more than that. So unless we determine to grow, the extreme heat conditions, such as laziness, procrastination, life events, and we even said fear and our immediate financial needs, they can be a heat over our lives and they can stop us from growing. And today we are going to talk about the fourth season, final season of the series, the season of fall or autumn. I titled my sermon this morning as Living Through the Seasons, Fall or Autumn. Living Through the Seasons, Fall or Autumn. Autumn is a season of the year that comes between summer and winter. In the northern hemisphere, you know, we are all living in, most of us are living in northern hemisphere, so I can very well talk about that. I know it's a couple of you, those who are connected, you are not from the northern hemisphere, but hopefully you'll be able to understand what we are talking about this morning. In the northern hemisphere, it is a period between the autumnal equinox, the day and night, which are equal during September 22nd or 23rd, Autumnal equinox, and it is a days between autumnal equinox and the winter solstice. Winter solstice is the days which is the shortest day of the year, December 21st or December 22nd. So it's a period between September 22nd and December 21st is what is known as fall, the season of fall. During autumn, the northern hemisphere the temp in the temperature transitions from summer heat to the winter cold. 
We had long days during our summer, but in fall, the days are going to become shorter and shorter as the season advances. The migratory birds and animals, they begin their journey towards their winter quarters, and the hibernating species, they prepare for dormancy. Animals that don't migrate, they may grow thick fur, thick coats of fur around them to handle the winter cold. Animals gather food in autumn in preparation for the coming year. If you can put the next slide. During fall, the photosynthesis is a process with which plants, they prepare their food. <clears throat> photosynthesis, it slows down during falls. In fact, the process of making chlorophyll, chlorophyll production is going to slow down during fall. It becomes lesser and lesser in the leaves of the trees. Once the chlorophyll content becomes lesser and lesser in the trees, the green color starts fading away and it turns into yellow, orange, and red. And they, these colors become very visible during fall. So fall is a beautiful season of colors in northern hemisphere. And of course, in few other parts of the world, it's so beautiful. The season is also called a season of fall in Northern America because the leaves fall from the trees during the season. During fall, trees, they shed their leaves in order to conserve the limited resources that are going to be available during winter. For example, sunlight and water. They are limited during winter. So trees, they shed their lines to conserve the little available resources uh, during winter. And fall is uh, also a harvest season. You know, the, the, the seeds and the plants that you know, we, 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 we sowed uh, during spring, it's all going to become ready during fall. So fall is the season of harvest. Crops are ready to be picked up. Many festivals are made, many festivals are celebrated around harvest during the fall season across the globe. So these are some of the characteristics of the season of fall. There are many things that we can go on and on. Fall is a very beautiful season. You know, sometimes we drive to different places of the world to see, to experience, to enjoy the fall color. So out of all the characteristics that I described just now, I would like to highlight three of them, a couple of them right now in the next slide. Number one, if you can read that with me. Number one, fall reminds us to let things go. Can you say that with me? Fall reminds us to let things go. Number two, fall reminds us the impermanence of life. Fall reminds us the impermanence of life. Number three, fall is a time of great reward. I want you to just remember this easy. Fall is a time that we want to, we want to let things go. Fall is a reminder that the how fragile, how short our life is. Fall is also a time of great reward. Shall we take this further in detail? Number one, fall reminds us to let things go. A plant or a tree cannot say how precious the leaves and the flowers are. If you can put the next slide. 
how fresh and delicate the leaves are, how pleasing and attractive the flowers are. A tree cannot really say that. The tree has to let them go. This morning, I want your attention. God is telling us this morning, fall reminds us to let things go. A tree cannot argue to its creator saying that how beautiful the leaves are, how fresh, how beautiful the flowers are. No, 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 I want to keep them together. I don't want to let them, let them go. A tree cannot really say that. When the season comes, trees cannot hold their leaves. When the season comes, trees cannot hold their leaves. Fall reminds us to let things go. Can you say let things go? Let things go. A couple of years before, here in Halifax, we were invited to pray for a seven-month-old baby that was in the hospital, but not really to pray for her healing, but to dedicate her to the eternal heaven. That was a strange invitation for us. Pastor, you had to come <clears throat> not really to pray for the healing of the baby, but we couldn't dedicate the baby, bringing the baby into the, temp into the church. God has given you the babies in your hands. Have you dedicated your babies, bringing them in the presence of God? Jesus was dedicated. But unfortunately, this baby could never get dedicated at the presence of God. And I had to receive a call from the hospital saying that, Pastor, can you come and dedicate my baby to heaven? Within a few days, the seven months old baby passed away with a terrible heart condition. Such an adorable, an angel from heaven. Even when she died, she died with a smile in her face. As we were burying the baby, comforting both the parents, we were reminded that when time comes, we must let things go. When time comes, we must let things go. Fall is a season that reminds you and me today, you cannot hold anything on the face of this earth. When time comes, God wants you to let things go. The things of this earth are not permanent. For this reason, Paul is writing in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 29 to 31. Shall we read that together? 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 29. Read that with insight. But this I say, brethren, the time is short, so that from now on, even those who have wives should be as though they have none. It's not a new teaching. Paul is saying, even if you have wives, just behave as if you don't have wives. Verse 30, those who weep as though they did not weep. You may go through something, but you have behavior matters. Those who rejoice as though they did, they did not rejoice. Those who buy as though they did not possess. Verse 31, you bought a home, but you need to be behave. You need to live as though you don't have a home. Verse 31, and those who use this world as not misusing it, for the form of this world is passing away. Why we need to be like that? We are allowed to enjoy everything on the face of this earth, 
But Paul is writing it very clearly. I think these are the two words that stands out from these scriptures to me. Paul is saying, do not indulge yourselves. Do not give yourselves fully to the world. Do not indulge yourselves. Do not give yourselves fully to the world as everything is going to be taken out of your hands one day. Today what you enjoy, today what you experience, today it's such a great blessing, one day it's going to be taken out of your life and my life. I often remember the good time that my, ma my mom and my dad had together <clears throat> as they were living in a, in a tea estate. A very calm, very peaceful place. I would say they had a good life, peaceful life there. They had nothing to do when they come, from, come back from work. Just relax. They had very good days. But it was for a short time. They are no more. Everything has changed. Everything is gone. Every opportunity that is given in your life, every instance that comes in your way, you can no way reproduce that in your life because something is going to change. Paul says, we are strangers and pilgrims. We don't belong to this world. In First, First, First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 15, you know, here we see the word of God is saying, we are aliens and pilgrims. First Peter 2, 11, word of God says, Peter writes saying that we are sojourners and we are pilgrims. And God is saying us this morning, do not hold anything on the face of this earth. Do not hold anything that belongs to this earth. May it be your wife, may it be your husband, may it be your children, may it be your house, may it be your car, may it be your job. Something in your life, do not hold anything on the world, on the face of this world. Let them go. <coughs> let them go. A couple of things we must let go. Because Paul reminds us, we need to let things go. Number one. Let go your hurt and bitterness. Let go your hurt and bitterness. How long you want to live with that hurt? How long you want to live with that bitterness in your life? Your life itself is very short. Let that go. Trees cannot hold their leaves. It has to shed its leaves for the next season. There are certain things that, you know, we, we, we are carrying forward in our lives. They are not worth carrying forward. Paul reminds us that we must let things go. The grudge, the resentment, the, the anger, the hurt, the bitterness must go out of our lives. You know, this morning, God is very particular. God is very specific. How many of us are holding that in our lives? They are like a bone killer. You know what bitterness, you know what anger, hurt, they are related to some of the deadly diseases that human being is going through on the face of this earth. And God is telling us we must let them go. They are not good. We don't want to hold on to those things. Those who have done evil to you. Those thoughts come and strike you often. How do you react? How do you respond to that time? Do you again sit and cry? Do you curse them? Or do you pray for them? Or do you bless them? What do we do? We need deliverance from all these things. We need deliverance from these oppressing thoughts God is telling us this morning. Fall is a season that reminds us to let things go. A tree cannot hold its leaf during fall. It has to go. It has to be shed. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14 says, Hebrews 12 15, 
looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. If you want God's grace over your life, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble. And by this, many become defiled. We know what does it mean? If the root of bitterness is still found in your heart, we fall short of God's grace. We become defiled, not only on the face of this earth, but he can't go to eternal heaven. We need grace. We need grace to remove that bitterness from our lives. Let those things go. We don't have time to worry about those things. We don't have time to worry about what people have done in your life. We don't have time to worry about those who did something against your family. You don't have time to think about those things. Let those things go. Number two, let go the desire to possess. Let go the desire to possess. We need wealth. We need possession. But we cannot set our mind. Listen to me carefully. We cannot set our mind. We cannot focus. We cannot prioritize money over the purpose of God. Listen to me. We need to let that go. We need to let that go. The desire. Let go the desire to possess. We need everything. <clears throat> but we cannot set our desires and set our mind on the things of this world. You know, this morning God is speaking to you. Because off late you are gone away from God. Off late you are started thinking about the things of the world. Off late your mind is, is so much, you know, worrying about how do you build your future? What do you do? Where do you go? How do you get things done? You know, your mind is always focused on the material things. But this morning God is reminding the church, you need to turn your attention and you need to focus on God and the purpose of God in your life. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 10, Paul writes here saying, First Timothy, Timothy was like an young man like many of you women like many of you had a great ambition about his future got a, had a great vision about his future there is nothing wrong but Paul is telling him for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from their faith in their greediness first thing that happens when we set our love on money the number one thing that happens is we walk away from faith it's no more faith. It's by money. From the faith in their greediness. And the second thing that's happened, pierce themselves through many sorrows. Why there are sorrows in your life? Those sorrows not just came from outside. You invited those sorrows in your life because we set our love, desire on money. Fall is a time that reminds us to set those, let those desires go. Number three, let go the ego and selfishness. We don't want this in our lives. We don't want ego and selfishness in our lives. Just shed ego, shed selfishness, selfishness as the tree sheds its leaves. Just let that go. We don't need to do anything. Just let that go. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 5 says, Everyone proud in heart is what? Is an? Can you read? Is an? Abomination to the Lord. Everyone proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though they join forces, though they come hands in hand, none will go unpunished. God hates proud heart. 
God hates ego and selfishness. One more thing let's talk about and move further. Let go your past. Trees don't want to carry the older leaves into the next season. They know very well. The older leaf, the older thing has to go away. Then only something new can happen. They shed them. God doesn't want us to carry our past into our future. God wants us to forget our past. You know, I, I agree with you. I understand that you had great experience in past. I understand you got great, good lessons that you learned in the past. Preserve them. All the great stories of the past, preserve them, the good and bad. But you don't want to carry those past into your future because there is rottenness. The leaves were eaten by the worms. The leaves were dried. We don't want to carry those leaves into our past, into our future. They need to be buried. God is telling us this morning that you don't need to carry your past into your future. Just forget it. Why you are keep repeating and why you are keep saying that this is what happened to me in life and every time when you see somebody, that's your song. That's your story. This is what happened in my life. God is telling you this morning, just forget those things. What's the point in carrying them as we move forward? There are two things. There are only two things that we need to do. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. Paul writes, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, two things. One thing, first thing is forgetting those things which are behind. Forgetting those things which are behind and to reach to those things which are ahead. A new desire, a new zeal, a new decision, a new focus that brings a change in your life so that you are equipped for future. Paul is writing here to the church in Philippi saying that forget those things which are behind and reach those things which are ahead. You know what? We don't have time to think about the past. We have, we have only limited time to think about our future. Don't allow your past to define your future. Never do that. Don't allow your past. Past defines who you are. But do not allow your past to define your future because God is changing you. If your past can define your future, walking with God is useless. If your past is defining your future, your faith is futile. If your past is defining your future, all the knowledge you have about God is waste. Because you are allowing your past, not God, to define your future. Fall reminds us to let things go. Number two, fall reminds us the impermanence of life. Fall reminds us the impermanence, the temporary nature of life. In autumn, with the cooler temperature and the shorter days, the production of one hormone called oxen. A hormone by name oxen reduces as fall begins in the trees and in the plants. This reduction of the hormone turns, it in fact puts more stress and strain on the abscission layer and it causes the bond between the leaf and the branch to become weakened. The absence or the reduction of the hormone oxen makes the plant 
to lose its bond between the leaf and the stem and the branch. And eventually when the leaves lose its strength, it cannot hold on anymore, it will fall and it will be blown away. That's what happens during fall. Fall reminds us the impermanence of our life. You can put the next slide. The quick transition that takes place in life. From birth towards death. The leaf that sprung in a few months before, during spring, is ready to get detached from the tree. Can you ever imagine? Can you think about the status, the condition of a leaf that was so fresh, that just came out during spring, but now we see that leaf is ready to get detached from the tree. Fall reminds us the impermanence of life on earth. Think about people today on the face of this earth. The situation that they are dealing with today. They are just taken out of the face of this earth just like this. They are just gone. Some of us are in the region where you don't feel that much, but then many people on the face of this earth today are living in the verge of death. Nothing is guaranteed. No protection at all. They do not know when they will be detached because the oxygen level is already low, already very low over mankind. And this morning, God is telling us, God is reminding you and me how fragile, how impermanent the life on the face of this earth is. Things around us are going to last only for a limited time. If you can put the next slide. As the Greek philosopher Heraclitus this is what Heraclitus once he said. He said, the only constant is change. The only constant is change. Can you just think about that? What he said? The only constant, you are talking about change. The only constant is change. That simply means every minute, every moment you experience change in our lives. Autumn reminds us that our bodies and minds and our surrounding situations are always developing and it's all developing towards death it focuses on the impermanence life impermanence of life it emphasizes for fall is emphasizing on how vital it is important how important it is to embrace the present because we are not sure how long we are going to be alive on the face of this earth and God is telling us, do not think about your past. Do not worry about your future either. Live your today. Do not think about your past. Do not worry about your future. Live your today. Because this life is not permanent. We are not here to live forever. But we are all here to live. We are not here to live forever. But we are all here to live one day. We're all going through changing situations in our lives every minute. We can never create, as I said, we can never create the same situation once again in the future. Once it is gone, it is gone. The family you have, the children that you have around today, people you have around today, they're all kept to leave. In fact, as the clock ticks, as the time goes away from us, Everything that we see around us is going away. 
from us. Nothing is permanent. Nothing is permanent. It's scientifically true. The Doppler's principle, Doppler's law say that the universe is expanding, things are going away from us. You can never bring those things back, never recreate those things in our lives. Paul reminds us the impermanence of this life. Psalm 102 verse 26. They will perish, but you will endure. Yes, they will all grow old like a garment, like a cloth. You will change them and they will be changed. People are kept on the face of this earth for change. Every day we are changing. Matthew chapter 24 verse 35, Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Only his word is going to stand forever. Everything else is going to pass away. You know, I want you to understand this morning, you know, what kind of life we are living, in what kind of earth on which we are living today. First Chronicles chapter 29 verse 14, for we are aliens and pilgrims before you. As we were all our fathers, our days on earth are as shadow and without hope. Means there is nothing holding. There is nothing abiding. With no hope. We are all just moving through, passing through as pilgrims and strangers. That's the reason, if you can put the next slide, C.T. Stead, a well-known England cricketer and a missionary to China, once he said this. If you can read that with me, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Only one life and it will soon be passed. Only what is done for Christ will last. And this morning, my question to you, our question to all of us is, what are we doing with this life? What are we doing with this life? Are we wasting this life? Are we living it for ourselves? Are we living it to gain material wealth? Are we living it in a way like those who do not Christ? Are we living it to satisfy our self-desires and self-motivation? Remember every effort, every struggle, every pain that you take to build your future. It's good, we need to do. But we always we need to remember they are going to be taken away one day. Why do we struggle? Why do we suffer? Why do we work hard to build our future? But in the back of our mind, let us be reminded that whatever we try to do towards our material life, it's all going to be taken out and from our hands one day. Only what we do for Christ stands forever. The question is, again the question to me and to you is how many hours of the week you do something for God. It's a straight question to you, to your heart this morning, and to my heart this morning. God is asking, how many hours of the week you do something for God? Remember, after 20 years, 30 years, everything else will go away. But the hours, the investment that you made in the kingdom of God is going to remain forever. And God wants you to realize this. In our situation, for some of us, for some of our families, the only way, one way you can do something for Christ is involving in your local church. 
That's the reason God has kept you in the local church as part of a church, committing yourself and serving God through the door that God had opened to your life and to your family. The reason why the church is here and the reason why you are in the city of Halifax or Dartmouth, this is the only reason is for you to do something for God. But this morning, God wants you to realize, do not neglect this opportunity. God wants you to do something about that because you are running out of time. Summer is gone. Fall has come. Not much time out there. God wants us to take our next step because the leaf is ultimately going to fall down. Fall reminds us the impermanence of life. Thirdly, fall is a time of great reward. Fall is a time of great reward. Fall reminds us, first of all, reminds us to let things go. Secondly, fall reminds us the impermanence of life. Thirdly, fall is a time of great reward. If you can put the next slide. The farmer who prepared the land in the beginning of the spring, he sowed the seed and he, in the middle of the spring, he saw the, 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 the sprout was coming out. And he went there every day since then to water the field, water the garden. And he every day nurtured with fertilizer and manure and all those kind of things, what is needed for the growth of the plant. And every time he visited to remove the weed and to provide protection from the, for the grains, from the animals and the, from the birds. And also he had to protect the plant from the scorching sun during summer. And now he's tired. He's waiting for the harvest. This morning, I want you to listen to this. It's very interesting. The farmer is tired already. He's waiting for the harvest. He expects his hard work, his sweat, his tiredness, his, this amount that he spent investing in bringing up these crops. And he's waiting for a reward. There is nothing wrong because he has done such a great work. Now on the day of the harvest, he went to the field along with a couple of harvesters and he bring the produce, the grain, the fruit, the vegetables and he bring everything to the barn. And there's a great rejoicing because his hard work has rewarded. His hard work has rewarded. Fall is a time of great reward. Psalm 126 verse 6. He who continually goes forth weeping, talks about a farmer, you can imagine a farmer carrying the seed, the heavy seed. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. God is reminding us, fall is all, not only a time of things to let go, fall is not only a time uh, that reminds us the impermanence of life, her fall is also a time of great reward. Bible says God is reminding you that your reward is coming. Is it not a good news this morning that your reward is coming, but you have to wait until it becomes fall. In some of our lives, the season has not changed to fall yet. Some of you are already tired because you are not recognized, because you are not honored, you are not appreciated for the amount of effort that you put in your life. I just want you to think about how much struggle you go through. All of you. How much struggle you go through in your life. I want to talk to you this morning. Fall is a time of great reward. 
You as a stay-home mom or a working mom, you are selfless. You wake up early in the morning and you prepare food for your children and your husband. I hope you are doing it. You wake up early in the morning and prepare food for your husband, for your children, pack the food and send them to school and to work. You invest your life in the lives of your family members. I'm talking to moms now. You do all these things in addition to your regular work schedule if you are working in case. You deserve so much more than what you are recognized for right now. You deserve, you deserve much more than what you receive today as a return. But most of the cases, sometimes you, know, you are always within four walls because you don't go outside. Your main focus is to take care of your family. And you are tired today. And you're asking God how long it will go Lord, in the same way. I just lost my career. I'm an engineer. I was a teacher. I had great hopes in my career before my marriage. But I, once I got married, Lord, I am just stuck inside four walls. That's your complaint. And God wants you to hold on. This morning God is reminding you because fall is coming. Fall is coming because fall is a great time of reward. Fall is a time of great reward. You are a hard-working dad. You had sleepless nights when your children were little. And you know what? You had to manage all those things with your tight work schedule. You worked very hard. You worked very late. You worked under work pressure, under commitment to deadlines. And, but you had inconsiderate balls and you had a terrible team members. They were just taking your peace away from your life. But you always worked hard. You worked under pressure. And you had many other commitments, not only your immediate family, you had commitments to take care of your parents, support your brothers and sisters, and you do all these things with the little income that you bring home. But you are never recognized for all your great work that you have done in your life. 12 years, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years. You have been just working like an animal, nonstop. It's hard on you. You deserve a great reward. But God is telling you to hold on. Fall season is just at the doorstep. Fall is the time that you will be rewarded. You are a true follower of Jesus Christ in your family. Many are not Christians. Most of them are still, they are non-Christians. You follow God meticulously. But you are misunderstood, you are ridiculed, you are mocked at, at times you are, you are even cursed by your family members just because you are following God. But you are patient and you are waiting and you are hoping on God that one day God may open their eyes and this morning your question is, God, how long I am going through this in my life? God knows your pain, God knows your struggles, God knows your sufferings that you go through for His sake. He wants you to hold on because Fall is the season of great reward. You may be a student, came to this nation because you wanted to improve your family situation. You came to this face of this country, in this place of this country, and you wanted to support, by your hard work, you want to support your parents. Because you don't feel like, you don't want to see them struggling anymore. You want to bring your, your, your brother and your sisters up there in their career, in their life. You work hard day and night. 
Because your, fo your focus is the future of your family, future of your brother, future of your sister, future of your loved one. You work hard even though at times the work environment is not in favor of you. You work hard day and night even though the, you, the work environment is very tough and hard on you. You work hard to, towards your settlement in this nation so that you can bring a better life for your family and family members. Your sacrifice is honored by God. He will reward you because Paul reminds us the great reward that's going to come on your way. Today many of you are tired because of your hard work because you have not been rewarded yet. Hold on, fall is coming. You may be helping somebody. You may be helping somebody to settle down. You may be helping somebody towards their well-being. Any good thing that you do with a good intention and with a clean heart, with the right attitude, right attitude will never go unrewarded. You know, if your intention of helping somebody is great and good, it will never grow, go unrewarded. God is watching your heart. He will reward you. Fall is a season of great reward. Remember this, I just want to share this and close. When King Asa, he did good things on the face of this earth in his kingdom by removing all the idols from the land. You know, God was so honored by his attitude, by his work. And the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord came to King Asa through the prophet Azariah. And this is what it says, 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verse 7. God was telling Asa for the good work that he had done. You know, today I want you to encourage this promise. I want you to know that this is what God is telling you this morning because you have done something good. You have done something good for your family. You have done something good for your children. You have done something good for your future. And God wants you to know this, 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verse 7. But you, be strong. And do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. Your work shall be rewarded. You have invested so much in your life and in the life of your children. And today you may be worrying about, Lord, where are they? Why they walked away from God? Why they walked away from family? You may be worrying about them in what situation they are in today, you don't know. Your heart may be crying, but God, knows the intention of your heart. Today you help some people, but always they turn their back to you. They don't even call, they don't even update, they don't do anything to you. And God is telling you this morning, I watch everything, I know everything. I am a rewarder of anything that good you have done. Jesus is coming back with his reward. That's what the word of God says. I want to close this with chapter, with this scripture, beautiful scripture. You know, if no matter whether we are rewarded on the face of this year or not, we are going to be rewarded in, by, in his, through his, in, with his own hands of the master, of the savior, of the one who died for you and for me. Revelation chapter 22 verse 12 Bible says, the spirit of God says, and behold, Jesus is telling us this morning, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work I am the Alpha and the Omega the beginning and the end the first and the last you know your reward is with your God do whatever you do do it for him don't do it for people don't do it thinking that they will bring something in return to you do it for God because he's going to bring the reward in your life fall is a season of great reward shall we close this morning if you wherever you are you can just pray right now 
As I summarize, fall reminds us to let things go. Not to fully indulge, not to fully give ourselves to this world, but to be available, to invest our time, our effort, our money in the kingdom of God. Shall we let go all our bitterness, all the hurt, all the ego, the selfishness, the pride, the desire to possess, and our past? Because we don't want to carry these things into our future. Fall also reminds us to forget those things which are behind and to focus on the things which are ahead of us. Fall reminds us the impermanence of life on the face of this earth. Do not think about your past. You don't have time. Do not worry about your future. Nothing we can accomplish. Live your today. Live your today. Everything that we are going, we are seeing today is going to perish. But what we do for Christ is going to stay forever. And God wants you to get the grip of that thing. God wants you to get a hold of those things which we do for Christ. What do you do for God? Thirdly, we saw fall is also a time of great reward. Your reward, your hard work is not going to be unrewarded. God is going to reward, but you need to wait until fall comes. God wants you to be strong. God wants you, to, God wants, wants you not to stop the good work that you began. Continue the good work. Eventually, you will be rewarded. Because God knows your intention. God knows your motivation of your hard work and the good work that you do for others. You will be rewarded. Shall we pray right now? Shall we pray together?